You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm joined by my favorite wife, Elizabeth. What? No. <laughs> I actually said I couldn't that. help myself. <laughs> I said that to a friend. Well, I said that in front of a friend who had been divorced, and he, his wife was like, oh, I actually am your favorite wife. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Yeah, that was fun. But you're Darcy, though. Yes. You're not so This Elizabeth. is Darcy. Hey. I just was being silly. How you doing? It's late at night, and I get a little bit silly. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Almost. Uh, so if somebody's listening to this, this will be the, this will be the week before New Happy New Year's. Yes, right. We're so recording ahead of time so that we can enjoy time. time with all of our loved ones. So many freaking loved ones. We're excited about it. Yes. We and don't worry. We've all taken appropriate precautions. If you're thinking about us, we're thinking about that. Awesome. So tonight, Darcy had a topic that I think really, really is one of those topics that comes up for us every single time we talk to, we talk to church groups, every time we talk to, uh, we, you know, when we do Sunday school lessons, when we do webinars, when we talk to individuals, when we talk to wives, you know, when someone messages us on Instagram, this is something that essentially is in the back of every single person's reality. Tell us what it is. Why? Do we give pornography so much power? So I was driving home from my parents' house tonight. We had just had a surprise party for our son who turned 16. And I just could not stop thinking about this. Why do we give pornography so much power? I love that we think about pornography all the time now. Yeah, it, it, it is, <laughs> is kind of sad. No, it's awesome. <laughs> In a sad kind of way. I just, you know, whenever I'm driving, I just think of of the ladies I work with and just the messages that we get and just thinking back to our journey. And I just, I can't help but think about it and, and ponder how we can help people and how we can strengthen marriages. And this is a thought that just keeps coming to my mind. Why do we give pornography so much power? And so I really wanted to have a discussion with Zach on air and and talk about this. So why do we give pornography so much power? What does it mean to give pornography power in your mind? Well, to me, pornography really is powerless, right? It is is only as powerful as we give it power. And what I mean by that is it's, it's literally just naked people on a screen. And you have to consent to it all along the way. Yep. Right. There's consent in, in pornography. It, there's not power in pornography. And the, the way that I like to illustrate this with people when I talk to them is I, I say, naked people never showed up to your house, busted into your living room and was like chained you to your couch and were like, we're going to have sex and you're going to watch us. Right. Like that's never happened to anyone that I know of. I'm sure it's happened to someone, but it's not. It's never happened to anyone that I know of. And I don't think it's happened to anyone you know of either. So if that is the case, right, if that's never happened, then what, where is, like, what is pornography in terms of the power that we give it? It's consent, 
right? Yeah. We say yes to it. So why, so maybe twofold, right? So why do we say yes to it? And then why does it hold so much power and its capacity to, you know, we think it has this power to destroy us and to destroy our marriage. So why do we allow that in our lives? I know for me, a lot of the the uh, ideas that I have been fed were that pornography destroys families, it destroys marriages, it destroys lives, it, you know, all of this very heavy, heavy, heavy thoughts and ideas and beliefs and right, like if you look at pornography, it's going to destroy your life. Yeah, and I think when we think that way, it then it does right because we know that what we think affects how we feel, which affects how we show up in the world, and then our result. And so, anything we're thinking ends up in our result line of our life. It just that's how it goes. And this is not to say that you don't want to not look at pornography. Like, this is not to say that, oh, this is a bad commandment or a bad thing. Like, yeah, of course, this isn't who you want to be. You know, I have never come across a man who was like, I just like looking at pornography because it feels great and that's fine with me. Now, those and people I exist. Care, yeah. I just, I, and I don't, you know, yeah, and the I don't care how that's going to impact my family. Yeah, I don't care the impact on my wife. I don't care the impact in my life, right? Like, I'm sure that person exists, but I haven't run across them. So that's not really the issue here. The issue is, how do we act when we think and believe that pornography is going to destroy us? And we just had a conversation this evening with someone who she was like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what ha- will happen because my, por- my, in her case, fiancé, when he lapses back into pornography use when he has a particularly stressful week. And the truth is, is that it's about, that's, that's about fear. That's mm-hmm. about not creating an intimate relationship. That's about fear. That's not about being there for him. That's about worrying how his actions are going to impact you. And there's, you know, the truth is, is, you know, pornography doesn't end marriages. What we choose to believe and how we choose to react to pornography use is what ends the marriage. And we're not saying that if you choose to leave a marriage because pornography is there, that that's wrong or right. Like we, we're not trying to place a, a judge judgment. It, judgment on on this. We're just trying to point out the and, and clarify the reality of of you know, what's going on. Yeah, where does the result come from? The result comes from what we choose to believe. And if you choose to believe pornography is destroying my marriage, then that's going to result in some pretty interesting feelings. It's going to it's going to result in fear. It's going to result in frustration. It's going to result in trying to control someone, right? So your actions are going to be control. Well, control in a marriage is not a, a good move, right? Yeah. Well, and I think for the the person who's struggling with pornography, pornography is going to destroy my life. How? Wow. I'm pretty sure every time they struggle, they're like, yep, it, it destroyed my life, right? Like it just, it doesn't drive the result that people are looking for, which is that they don't turn to pornography to feel better. Right. So to get away from this idea, you know, pornography is going to destroy us. Wow. And, and how do we give, how do we take back our power, right? 
that's that's really the question here. Yeah, and and I think that's more what I'm saying. It's like how how do we how do we win against pornography? Yeah. Cuz I I don't want marriages to fail because pornography is there, right? I don't want families to be broken up because pornography is there. I also do not want families to stay together if there is actual abuse and Right, we're not advocating that you stay together just because. Yes. That's not that's not what we're looking at here. But the people that we work with are very awesome, strong LDS couples who are striving to do what they believe is right and live as closely to the gospel as they can. And the men are men who want to be righteous. They yeah. do. Yes. They they struggle with this and they think, "Man, how do I how how can I be a better man?" So how do we take our power back? What do you think, Zach? Well, I think the very first thing you have to do is you got to recognize that you have agency. And we talked about this on the last podcast, and we're talking about how for women, it's it, it often shows up, and we talked about how Jennifer Finlayson Fife was like, if you can't say no, then you can't say yes. And for men, it's exactly the opposite when it comes to pornography, because we talk about this, and this is like the biggest thing that comes up in, in our conversations with our clients, is the tool that I teach, which is plan ahead, which is, it's really about agency. It's about saying, this is what I'm going to choose to do, because I choose to do it, not because I'm reacting to my emotions. And for men, it's the opposite. It's, if you can't choose to say yes to pornography, then you can't choose to say no, which is, again, it's abdicating your agency. It's pushing it away. It's, it's saying, I have to follow a set of rules that I have not chosen, but I am obligated to uphold. And that's not going to help anybody because when you have to follow rules that you haven't chosen, even though that's what you really want, right? Even though what you really want is to not look at pornography, but you also don't feel like you have agency in that space, then you become incapable of saying yes or no, but only beholden to the whims of your emotions. And this is the problem, right? You can't, you can't tell people. And we put this in a box, right? We put it in a very special box. Pornography use goes into this very special box where the answer is no, always, no question, absolutely. Whereas, never. 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 Right? <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, there's very few things that... I, I, well, I guess not very few things that are like a never, but I just think of all the other things that we struggle with in life. Like we allow so much grace for each other. Right. Like, it, you know, I just think of like yelling, right? Or losing your temper or saying hurtful things, right? Like there's always that time where you say something to your spouse or even your children that you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't nice or that came off wrong or I'm certain that that tore that person down, right? That didn't uplift them. But all of those things that we do, which I believe are all sins, right? They're not, I don't They're feel like very Christ-like and yeah. how we want to show up in the world. It's okay if we mess up in that area, right? But like pornography is this area that it's like black and white, never mess up, never, never, ever, ever, ever struggle in this one area. And if you do... Very bad. And your life's going to be ruined. Destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed. Right? And so also remember, we teach people how to not look at pornography. So we are very much on the same page as we don't think that you should look at pornography. And that's not what we choose to do. Right? 
but we also allow for agency. And yeah. this, the, again, like I, I always like to say, that that was Satan's plan, right? The you know Being unable to do something because that's what you chose to do, that was Satan's plan. That was not the way that we chose to come down here and, and work and learn and grow. We chose to be able to be able to have the capacity to do what we want to do because that's what we choose. And that's one of our fundamentally most sacred gifts that we've been given by our Heavenly Father was the capacity to use our agency. And we're going to screw it up. Yeah. And that's why the atonement's there. Yeah. And, and, and all of those things that I mentioned before, we mess up and we, we do things all the time that we are not happy with, that is not the way we want to show up in the world. And yet we keep going, right? We don't, hopefully we don't beat ourselves up to the point that we feel so bad that we just keep doing it, right? And so I feel like oftentimes with pornography, that is the pattern of behavior that that becomes reality for a lot of men who struggle with pornography and women, I yeah, assume. Absolutely. So when we, if you want to take back your power and stop allowing pornography to have so much power in your life, you got to start by just realizing that you can look at pornography. Now, do you want to? Probably not. But you can. You might want to in that moment, but your long-term goal, right? Your your higher brain, right? Because I think it would be like, no, no, I I actually wanted to, right? Just like I wanted to eat that Big Mac and those fries or whatever. We don't eat McDonald's, but... If we did. Wow. You you referenced eating a hamburger like you're not a vegetarian. I, I am it. a vegetarian. Yeah. Anyhow, point being is we do want things in a moment, and we also don't want those things long term. And being able to separate those two things and being able to say, yeah, I can choose this if that's what I want, or I can not choose this if that's what I want, and that's okay. Either way, that's okay, knowing that it's my choice and not some obligation that I'm you know, required to take on. I'm not required, like, for instance, when it comes to, you know, members of the church and coffee and alcohol, right? We have the word of wisdom. We're not supposed to drink coffee and alcohol. Lots of people would say to you, hey, you're a Mormon, you can't drink coffee. And I always, you know, I worked in corporate for a long time and alcohol was readily available every single event that I went to. And And there was a period where you were required to buy it, like as part of your job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Which is really I, a funny story. Zach and I, we, we'd only been married probably like, what, five years, and we're standing in the alcohol line or in the beer section. We lived in Milwaukee at the time which beer is a really big thing here. And we're standing there like, what beer do we buy? We have no idea. Like, we've never even had a sip of beer. Like We had no idea. I, they sent the wrong people to buy the, to buy the beer. I think my bosses liked that. I bought all the beer because they knew I wasn't, like, buying extra and just keeping it at home. Yeah, that, that I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain that. Every and once yeah. in a while, he would sneak in a root, root beer. beer for I himself. Would, I would buy root beer and bring it to the to the events, and then, of course, nobody else would drink it. So I, my boss was like, we'll just take it home. So that was <laughs> fine, too. Anyhow, but this idea that as a member of the church, you can drink coffee or you can not drink coffee, but that's a matter of choice, right? It's I can, but I choose not to if somebody says you can't drink coffee. And if you were stranded in the desert and the only thing available to keep you alive literally was coffee, you would drink it and you wouldn't freak out that you were, your entire life was going to be destroyed. You would just be like, oh, this is what I needed to do to, to survive in this moment. And I like to equate that to pornography because 
the truth is that our emotions sometimes feel like we're going to die. We feel lonely and we feel distressed and we feel frustrated and we feel lost and we feel hopeless. And even though, you know, you and I can right now in this moment. Or you can even feel really excited, right? Like if you're not like not good at feeling really excited, like you're like, oh, I need to eat something to tone this excitement down. Right. I don't know if that ever happens for pornography users, but I, I see that happening with food for me. Yeah. And being able to say, I can choose this if I want to, having that agency, taking back your power from pornography and and its consequences and its effects and saying, no, I have the capacity to choose this. I absolutely am not beholden to it. And if I'm going to choose it, I can choose it now. I can choose it, you know, five minutes from now. I can choose it tomorrow. I can choose it in a week. But that's a totally my choice. I can also say no. And we don't really allow that. We, you know, it's interesting when I was a member, or sorry, when I was, uh, when I was, we don't really allow that. When I was working corporate, you know, people would say to me, hey, you're a Mormon, you can't drink alcohol. And I would say to them, I, I can, I just choose not to. But if you were to take that same phrase, I can and I choose not to, or I can, just the first part and of that. And say that to your wife, I can look at pornography. Or to Relief Society, right? Yeah, Standing but, but really, I even think like, Really taking that to your spouse because I know that you have men that say, "Oh, I cannot, I did not choose to look at pornography." Yeah, like in, our, my- in our membership and in the the techniques that I teach. So, I mean, if you are trying to work through this and you need some help, you can go to our membership. And in one of the components in our membership is plan ahead, right? And I go into depth in this in in the membership, and I'm like, "This this is what you need to do to take back your agency and create." a process in your frontal cortex, and men say to us, I could never choose to look at pornography. My wife would never be okay with me choosing to look at pornography. And I get it. Oh, my goodness. Like, as a wife, I totally get it. Like, I I hear you, women. I, I'm on your side. And, this is, and it's really hard because this is part of the process. Right, just like if we feel like we cannot say no to our husbands, because we feel like if I say no to my husband, he'll go look at pornography. Then we also feel like I can't say yes to my husband and really be there a hundred percent. Yeah, yes. because there's that resentment and that bitterness that happens when you know your husband touches you and you're like, oh, I know what he wants. Right, that feeling. I know you know what I'm talking about. And that feeling is there, I believe, a lot more in marriages where there's pornography because there's always that period where women try to use sex to control pornography use. Yeah. And part of taking back your agency, taking back your power from pornography is being able to say, I can totally do this if I choose to. Owning that agency 100%. And then if you don't choose to, that's okay too. And by that's no means, better. That's by, perfect. Yeah. By no means am I advocating yes, use pornography. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't misunderstand me on purpose, uh, because you would have to really, really misunderstand me to misunderstand me on this. My goal is not for you to use pornography. Most of the time, what's happening is you already are using pornography, right? You already are taking that step. We are not saying. You know, just take that step willy-nilly. I'm saying 
if you're going to choose to use pornography, choose it in a very specific and very, uh, you know, prefrontal cortex, totally owning your agency way that it's not about the power that pornography has over you. It's not the, about the power that pornography has over your family. It's not about the power, power that pornography has over your life. It's about you choosing to do something to deal with your emotions. And sometimes that's not really who you want to be long-term, but that may be who you choose to be in that moment. And that's 100% a choice. And I always like to for the wives to kind of understand that better is equate it to shopping. And when we think that, you know, when we plan ahead, like, okay, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to buy, you know, three pairs of pants, and I need a sweater, and I need to buy two shirts, and um, my kids need this. And, you know, you're all planned out, you have your money, you have your budget, you're ready to go. You get to the store, and you're like, there is nothing here. Oh my gosh, the styles are horrible right now. I, I I cannot find anything, right? And you really struggle to get what's on your list and to, to spend that money that you allotted. Yet another scenario would be like you go into the store and you're just bored. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, walk through Target for fun or whatever. All of a sudden, they have so many cute clothes in their, their uh, clothing section. And there are so many like good sales and the shoes are on sale and right? Like, we, we find all of this stuff when we're not planning on it. And it's like, we spend hundreds of dollars and you're like, I didn't, I, I came here for, for sugar. Right. And that is kind I'd be of very surprised if you showed up at a clothing store for sugar. And then no, you walked I away. said target, oh, target. Okay. I said target, right. dude, <laughs> pay attention. I'm, I apologize. Right. And so that is kind of the idea behind it. Because if we are actually planning to do something like that, it's not as as uh, you don't get the exciting. same rush. Yeah, you don't get the same rush. You don't get that same feeling. You're not necessarily. It's not impulse. Yeah, you're not necessarily numbing, right? Or avoiding an emotion, right? It's like, it's purposeful and it's, but it's also giving you the power to, to choose if that is what you choose. And this question of, you know, how do we, why do we give pornography so much power and how do we take it back? is really, a, you know, I think it's really one of agency. It's one of how can I reassert my agency in this space, allow myself to feel my feelings, and put into place a process, a, a, a technique in my day-to-day that is going to help me say, I am reasserting my agency over this. And for everybody, it's different. Yeah. And I just think, you know, most of the couples that we work with, are really, really awesome couples. Like, I'm like, I totally want to hang out with them. Like, I I think we should have a live event and just all hang out. It I'm would very, be so fun. I'm very much looking forward to right? live events again. Live events, no COVID. That would be amazing, right? And so I just think how amazing would it be if all of us couples that are struggling with pornography in our marriage get together and we're like, pornography, you are going down. We are winning. And we take back the power that we have as a husband and a wife or as a mother and a father and a child. And and we just decided, no, pornography is not going to ruin us. Right? I'm Even not, if someone looks at pornography, it's not going to ruin us. Yeah. I am not going to allow pornography to win. I love that. How, how amazing that would be. I just think that that is so much more beautiful and so much more empowering to come together as a couple and be like, look, we don't like that pornography is here. 
you know, I haven't made, I haven't heard of a husband that Zach works with that's like, yeah, I really like that I look at pornography. I'm really proud of this. I really, it's, it's this really is something I actually, it's really one of my about. shining moments, right? <laughs> right? Like, it's not the case. Just like women, I've never met a, a wife that I work with that's like, yeah, I'm so grateful my husband looks at pornography. I love it. I think he should just keep doing it, right? That is not who we're working with. And so I just think, if both the husband and the wife can get together and get on the same page and fight this battle together against pornography and How much win. Better? How much better would it be? Yeah, because I just feel like sometimes it feels like a, this is your problem. You did this to me. Why do you suck so much? You should be a better husband. You should make better choices. Like, I could just keep going on and on and on. I feel like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> Many years ago, right? So we could. We could come at this like that. Or we could come at it as like, wow, we are a pretty awesome couple. Like, we have amazing kids. We have amazing fun together. We love to go on walks. We love to go on date nights. We we go on date night about three times a week. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's nice kind having of a older problem. kids now, <laughs> right? Like I just I just think if we could focus on all the amazing things that are going on in our relationship, and realize that pornography is just a symptom of where we someone we is. need someone to improve in an area yeah. that needs some work, yeah. right? Like just if there's like I don't know, I just dental work just popped into my mind, right? Like, if you've got some cavities... You don't throw away the whole person. Yeah. You're not like, well, we've got some cavities. Let's rip out all of your good teeth and just put in dentures. dentures, Right? right? We're like, oh, I can see that there's an area you definitely need to get that cavity fixed and drilled out and filled. and Right? And I just think of our husbands or even the wives, right? Or And this doesn't even have to do with pornography. This can be for any... Any weakness, any struggle. We could talk about we could talk about over shopping. We could talk about video games. We could talk about yelling at your kids. Anger. We could, you know, all of the things, right? If we were like, you know what, you have like I don't know how many. You have like twenty really really good teeth, right? And you just have these few that need some work. Like, let's focus on how amazing your teeth are. All those other ones, and let's just. Also work on that instead of like so much like freaking out emotion. Yeah, just so much emotion. And and it's really hard to fix a problem when we are so overcome with emotion that we can't even see what the problem is. Oh yeah. This is this is very much the kind of thing that especially as a parent you understand. You know how sometimes when your kids come in and they're like freaking out and losing their minds and they're so upset and you can't even understand what's going on uh, and they're just yeah. screaming, Yes, right? Our four-year-old is really good at this right now. Like she will have these tantrums and you literally have no idea why she is even crying, right? And she's like trying to talk, but she's so emotional that you can't even understand what she's saying. And then the words that you do understand, you can't make out what she's saying still. And you're like, dude, I really, really do want to help you. But I I, li- I really can't understand what it is that you want. And as the adult, as the parent in, the, in that moment, you're like, okay, well, I'm ready to hear you whenever you're ready to talk so I can hear you and understand you. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm listening. And being that kind of a person in that moment, rather than 
freaking out yourself. Because if you freak out yourself, what's going to happen? The kid's going to like keep going and you're never going to solve the problem and and it's not even going to work. Oh, and we have plenty of examples of that, right? Where you lose it as a parent. You're just, it's like late at night and the kids, you're like, oh my gosh, like I am going to go crazy. Yeah. I And you don't solve any problem. Right. And then it's just like, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody comes to, and then you, you might find a solution. Whereas oftentimes... As the parent, if you stay calm, you can typically help calm the child, help them gain control of their emotions, and have a real conversation. And typically, it's like, oh, you want a sippy cup of milk? That's all you want? I could totally help you with that. Let's go get a sippy cup of milk. This. Let me show you how I'm your hero. Yeah. <laughs> right, but like, I don't know. That I I don't it's probably a tangent, but I just feel so passionate about how we can get couples on the same page fighting this battle together and love and understanding and and real intimacy. Intimacy right? connection being just connected and being willing to accept someone for who they are. Yeah. In this moment, accepting them for who they are. I think that is probably the biggest component of intimacy that we all forget that that it really is i mean if you really want intimacy in your life you have to be willing to accept your partner where they are and that creates in my mind it creates a it creates a space for them to improve it creates a space for them to risk and to be more and to do more than they would have otherwise been able to do had you not accepted them where they are you know, if you're constantly telling your spouse, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, because if you don't do this, I can't feel good, then it's going to be really hard for them to risk the, the opportunity to change. You know, change is a, is a risk. It's difficult. It's not simple. It's not always easy done, easily done. And if they want to stop doing something, right, like looking at pornography, then they're going to have to risk feeling something else they're gonna to have to risk dealing with their feelings in a way that they've never done before yeah and i think it's not accepting the behavior right but it is accepting the person for yeah. who they are and where they are in their journey just the same way that you would accept your child and be like oh i get it you know you might struggle with uh, being lgbtq you might struggle with having difficulty with your um with your schoolwork, like we're accepting our children where they are and not freaking out about what's going on with them and helping them resolve the problem by creating a soft landing when they take those risks and they find new ways to, to become a better version of themselves. Yeah. And, and I think that goes also with accepting ourselves for who we are and where we're at too. Right. Which I think that's where it starts. It's a huge, yeah. Right. It's very hard to accept somebody else where they are if you don't accept yourself where you are. And that's where it always comes back to the, I think the best way to help your, your spouse is to help yourself. A hundred percent. And stop giving pornography so much power in your life. Stop acting as though it's showing up and it owns you and it's doing what it's, it's making you do what it tells you to. And that it's destroying your marriage. Cause it's not. It doesn't have to. Yeah. It really doesn't. In and fact, in it's fact, funny. Because you and I, we're sitting here and we talk about pornography and I think our marriage is stronger now because of the struggle and the trial that we went through as 
you know, me trying to get through pornography use, you trying to get through the the control of me and the struggle with feeling, you know, the the pain of me viewing pornography and what it meant what you thought it meant about you. Yeah, and and it's I I always think about this like what okay, what would I do if Zach came to me now and said, "Hey, I looked at pornography." And I really think the only thing that I would think was, "Man, I'm really kind of sad for you because I know how important it is for you to not look at pornography." Like I feel like it would be I would I would feel sad for him. And I don't think I would be feel sad for me like I would in the past. Yeah. And for me, you know, I'm I'm serving in a bishopric now for for the first time which never thought that would happen in my life, but you know, I'm I'm in this place in my life where I think, you know, I have this standing in the community and I'm upholding myself as someone who struggled with pornography and now I no longer do and all of that narrative that story of who I am now you know that would I think there'd be a chink in the armor if if I had to come to you and say hey I I looked at pornography and so that would be a sad moment for me too now would it destroy us would it make it so that we stop doing this no no nope but it would make me look and say what am I missing? What's the thing that I need to learn right now? And if we choose to learn from our trials, then they don't have power over us. They have power to build us. They have power to create the best version of us. And I think that's really where you know, we can take our power back from, from pornography or any, stri- uh, any trial or any struggle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, you guys. Happy New Year again. Love you guys. We're so grateful for you. Come join us in the self-mastery membership. It's awesome. Uh, there's only a few days left before you, the price goes up to the regular price. Uh, it, you can get founding membership pricing right now, and that is it's reasonable. It's one date night every single month, and it's you and your spouse getting the help that you need. It's something that you can sign up for and cancel anytime. So there's very little risk and a lot of upside. A yep. lot of reward. And you can give yourself the gift of, you know, solving this problem this year. What better way to make 2021 the best year ever? Solving the problem the year of pornography that you in no your longer life. give pornography power in your life. Yeah, totally. You can do it. I mean, with the year we just had with all the, <laughs> the world in the way that it's been, 2021 is our year. Yes. It's going to be the best year ever. I make it that. your best year ever. I believe that. I actually would say 2020 has been a pretty incredible year for us. For us personally, absolutely. I have absolutely loved, loved, loved um, working with you, uh, doing this podcast and helping couples who are struggling with pornography and helping the wives. And I I feel like I've grown so much this year by, by doing this with you. So to me, this has probably been one of the best years. I love you. You're the best. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. 
Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then.